everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we're going to be discussing mental health, specifically a part of mental health that is not talked about a lot, which like I find kind of hypocritical considering most of our society revolves around, most of our economical society revolves around women and, well actually no, not just economics, social as well social political society revolves around women and women who make decisions and everything like that um most of our economy is fueled by women themselves women-owned businesses women um consumers um like certain demographics of women who consume who consume certain things so this mental health issue should really really be discussed considering also the fact that women are responsible for um, you know, population increase and everything like that. Um, and also considering the fact that we live in a patriarchal society, um, which prioritizes, um, essentially, you know, women in mental health, like instability among women to function, um, because women are like children, they need to be cared for, they're not like children in their intelligence. They're like children in the fact that they need to be cared for, nurtured, etc., protected, things like that. Um, it says it's in the Vedas, by the way. Well, it says it's in the Gita. Does it? Or the Bhagavatam? Which one is it? It says it's in the... In the well, both, actually. It alludes to it in the Gita. In one line that Krishna says that has been misconstrued forever... whatever it's not that important but anyway let's talk about this mental health issue called pmdd um it's called premenstrual dysphoric disorder i think that's what it's called and i struggle with it (laughs) um i know friends who struggle with it and it's just really like serious it's not talked about either it's really not talked about at all i from my experience and knowledge it's not that talked about. Like, for example, in school, we never covered this. You know what I mean? Actually, in school, there are, like, rarely classes around mental health overall. But PMDD is not just a class of mental health on its own. It's not just in the class of mental health. It also has to do with physical health because it's overall reproductive health, right? So it literally affects the entire body. And people, there's a stigma. Listen, there's a stigma around anything that has to do with women's reproductive health. Um, and this is because, again, we live in a patriarchal society that likes to glamorize femininity for male gain. Um, and the only thing that is prevalent and popular and often portrayed in the eyes of the media within society, like in the eyes, in the eyes of propaganda overall, is how women are viewed by, via men's gaze, right? Via the, the male gaze. And it just has nothing to do with the reality of being a woman. It has nothing, like, it's so far off from the reality of being a woman. Like, the thing about being a woman is that you are a man and a woman when you're a woman. Because you can think like a man and you can think like a woman. But a man will never be able to think like a woman. They're just not wired. They're not, they don't have the the bodily functions necessary to do that but we can think like men and women because we as women have 
the ability to embody both at different times of the month, at different times of the year, even, you know. And the thing about, like, listen, guys, the thing about a menstrual cycle is that it's a cycle. Like, it has to do with, you know, it, it mirrors the moon. Like, just in the same way that the moon has its phases and it goes through cyclical phases, a woman's menstrual cycle mirrors the moon often enough. Maybe not exactly, like, congruent each month to the moon's phase at the time, but that's why it's called a moon phase for a woman. And these things are so, like, I just cannot believe how much resisted in our society to be discussed and it's a really important thing to discuss because like somebody who considers himself mentally very stable but does suffer from PMDD will experience all the effects of anxiety depression even like manic depressive disorder even bipolar disorder even BPD borderline personality disorder like these are all mental health categorizations that women struggle with potentially struggle with if they suffer from PMDD and this is not discussed and the thing is that PMDD occurs within short like such a short window of time it goes from like about 1 to 2 weeks and imagine suffering and struggling through all those mental health issues within a period of 1 to 2 weeks like that's just insane and you feel like you have completely lost yourself. You feel like you'll never be happy again. That's literally how it feels. And I can tell you this because I'm like a test monkey for these things. I'm I'm the best like test monkey for like mental health issues because I don't take SSRIs or I don't take anything that could potentially mess up the case study. You know what I mean? Or alter the, the case study overall. So, like, I'm a clean slate. So when I do go through the effects of PMDD, you can bet that I am not at all okay. I'm not happy. I'm not myself. I'm not, I'm just not, you know what I mean? Like, that's it, period. Um, I'm just the word not, N-O-T, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, suffering to a whole different, like, dimension, and degree, which, like, is ridiculous, because, well, it's, I mean, it's not ridiculous, but, well, no, it is, you know, you know why it's ridiculous, because people don't think that it's a thing, people don't take it seriously, people don't take it as seriously as other mental health issues, from what I've seen, and also, there are no, um, there are no workplace, like, established decrees, or, um, kind of rules or regulations for women that suffer from PMDD. Like, it's literally not seen as, like, a workplace classified illness where you need to take sick leave. It's just not. And that is stupidity because, again, we live in a very, like, patriarchal society. It it has to do, you you guys have to understand, it has to do with the broader picture of men and women both need to work. It has to do with the broader picture of, oh, guess what? women don't stay home and take care of their children anymore while men and go provide for their family it has to do with the way demographics have changed like societal and gender demographics have changed over the years rapidly just even the past like 30 years you know um and so yeah it has to do also with like the feminine feminization of men the whole i hate men um 
movement or whatever like this all has to do with like a blending of the genders really it does i swear to you and this is because it's easier for the global economy from a fiscal freaking perspective from a fiscal standpoint it's easier for the economy to thrive when both genders are working and i'm talking about gender from a biological perspective so if you're into thinking about gender in different ways please don't get offended by what i'm saying because it's not for you to get offended by because there's nothing offensive here i'm talking from a purely scientific point of view and um so like that is the reason why pmdd is not seen as a serious mental or physical illness in the workplace because there has been so much like for for decades now there has been so much of a stigma around the fact that women should not be working there you know there's so much of a stigma around the fact that men and women can't do the same things and you know and there's like that whole thing where it's like oh you know we're equal no no men and women are not equal that's exactly why they're complementary it's because they're not equal if they were equal they wouldn't be complementary it's like look at the yin yang symbol right imagine if both the yin and yang were both black or both white in terms of their color, right? When you look at the traditional Japanese symbol, like they're not, one is black and one is white. You know what I mean? And they each have white and black within them, you know, interchangeably. So like, they're not the same. Yin and yang are not the same. They would be called yin and yin or yang and yang, right? But they're not. So in the same way, men and women are not the same. They're not the same at all. Men are not as emotionally intelligent as women. Women are not as physically strong as men. That's just how has made us for the purpose of continuing our um our species you know what i mean so like with all this being said women in our society are not protected they are not cared for they are not seen as being fragile which women are in the most beautiful like there's nothing wrong with being fragile guys like you have to understand like you can be strong and fragile at the same time women are fragile in their natures their emotional natures women are more emotional you know and so they're built to create life they're built to care you know they're built to nurture and so they need to be nurtured so like this whole thing about women being objects and women just simply like you know being used for objectification purposes and this whole thing about like mental health being the same for men and women it just has to stop it's just it's a lie it's a lie it's falsity you know it's not the truth and if you're not treating the root of the problem at the level of the truth then you're treating a lie and so you're going to propagate a lie right and so what happens when you propagate a lie nobody benefits nobody benefits do you think the economy would you know, be half as screwed up as it is now if men and women were taught how to care for each other equally and our society came together to coincide in their strengths and weaknesses and, like, complement one another and make up for their strengths and weaknesses? Like, no, our global economy would be functioning so much better if we came together on a familial level, on an individual level, on a race and gender level, on a communal level, on a society, and on a societal level from a global perspective. Like, our economy would be flourishing because, guys, listen, this is why. There would be no such thing as slave labor. There would no be, be no such thing as unfair wages. There would be no such thing as a lack of global wealth allocation, right? 
because you would have joint forces within communities to deliberate upon these issues and to come to logical solutions that benefit everybody. And so because of this, there would be no, um, there would be no hierarchical government. There would only be like by the people for the people, literally not all that constitution bullshit that is like complete bullshit <laughs> and is like not doing anything for anybody. And half of those amendments and laws are not even followed today. All of them were written by men, white men that, could not possibly well first of all you have to understand they were trying to up up keep a family um you know a family line of wealth in and of itself so like you have to look at the grassroots of who even came up with these amendments and rules right but people don't do that they take things at face value or they want to be asleep they want to be ignorant to the fact that you know things in the world are not functioning at a level that is okay so I just want you guys to keep that in mind and um, just be a little bit, like, aware, I guess, of the fact that, like, people do struggle with mental health on various levels. Um, You know, like, things like PMDD and other health issues that women face are a thing. And we should be taking that into consideration in the workforce. We should be taking that into consideration at home. We should be taking that into consideration, like, all across the board, because, again, women and men are not equal, and our world is is lacking, like, our world needs that nurturing, it needs comp- that compensation, it needs it, because right now, our kids are suffering, really, like, our kids, like, in daycare are suffering, you know, our kids all around the world that are subjected to, like, child labor and what have you, are struggling. I'm not even going to get too deep into that because I can really go very deep there and that would just be very painful for you and me both. So I'm not going to do that. But you you guys have to understand like children, the children that are here on this earth are the future of the globe. They're the future of the way that our earth is sustained. They're the future of the environment, of our oceans, of our land. You know what I mean? Like, um, of whether or not we war or we don't go to war, whether or not lives are lost or they're not. You see what I'm saying? Like, children are the future. And we right now, as human beings, could learn from them and take the, uh, you know, take a page out of their book and think like a child. Think in a way that is refreshed. Imagine you were dropped onto this planet from another planet. What would you want to change here? Right? Like, that that is what we can do to benefit ourselves and the globe overall. And I know you may be thinking like, why does it matter? I don't care about the globe. I care about myself and my family and I need to protect my family because the globe is screwed up. Yes, I agree. And I understand that. And that's what people have been doing for so long. They've been acting from a place of protective fear because the globe is screwed up and is, and is in need of healing. And so pattern that's been going on like we've only been protecting our own and ourselves and we've been forced to live in a selfish way because everyone else is freaking doing it but if 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 that wasn't the case you know then we all would be acting in a different way it's like uh, my dad told me this when I first got my license um he told me at a red light if everybody just started pressing on the gas when it turned green there would be no weight. You know how there's kind of a weight 
before it turns before the light turns green it's like red and you're all stopped and you're like in a line and if there are a lot of cars in that line you have to wait a really freaking long time even as it's green for you to be able to go ahead right because it's not your turn yet so my dad was like if everybody just press on the gas at the same time it would be like bumper cars there'd be no i mean without the bumping um but it would be as smooth as you know just taking your vehicle ahead you wouldn't have to wait for the person in front of you to freaking go but Unfortunately, that's not how it works because people want to wait their turn out of security, out of security in the fact that the person ahead of them is going to also wait their turn and they're not going to immediately step on the gas, right? But if there was a law that was like, okay, as soon as the light turns green universally, it turns green for you in your vehicle. And imagine there's like a little green light on your dashboard and you immediately have to press the gas and you like maybe can't see outside or something, then everybody would for sure go at the same time, right? But that's just not the case because we are dependent upon the traffic conditions. So it's just like, it's just, that's just like a very simple analogy. Like if the entire world were operating from a place of benefic good, then there would be no need to like check one another. There would be no need for, um, Everything that keeps our globe in disparity, in socioeconomic disparity. You know, there would be no crime. Um, and because there would be no crime, there'd be no need for like, huge taxes to fund jails. Do you guys get what, what I'm saying here? Everything is connected. Like, all of our tax money is going into places we don't even, like, we don't even know where it's going. We don't. Because it's easy to keep us in the dark. It's easier for those that actually benefit from this system to keep people like you and I in the dark about where our tax money is going. But imagine if, imagine if instead of that, you know, we were given a statement, okay, this percentage of your payment is going to improving the roads. You know what I mean? And it can even give you a dollar amount if it were to calculate the percentage of the amount that you pay via taxes it can give you a dollar amount as well as a percentage amount of okay this much of your payment like we should be receiving statements like that but we, we don't because again it's easier to keep the public in the dark this much of your money is going towards road work this much of your money is going towards um climate um regulation or not regulation but um you know um what is it environmental um assistance essentially which is climate regulation by the way you know what i mean like we wouldn't have like um, contaminated rain, for example, if there wasn't so much smog in the air. And there wouldn't be so much smog in the air if our cities operated green, right? And if our cities operated green, then the oil companies wouldn't benefit from us. So because the oil companies wouldn't benefit, the oil could stay in the ground. But no, that means a completely different economy. That means money coming from different sources, more fair sources, you know, less exploitative sources. You guys have to understand that where there is love, there is money. And where there is demise and destruction, there will only be karma. Yeah, there's probably temporary money for a few, you know, generations. More than a few generations, actually. But after a couple hundred years, it's going to run out. You have to understand, like, it is running out. The oil on the ground is running out. The economy that we live in in my country which is a first world country is a freaking bubble it's a bubble because everybody borrows nobody has their own sources of wealth items are not manufactured in the u.s they're manufactured in china 
most of the things you buy are manufactured in Germany, Japan, or China. And then, like, some in the U.S. And even things that are manufactured in the U.S. are not anymore. Like, Ford, the car brand, you know what I mean? The, the, the car model, it's not manufactured here anymore. You know, even in Mexico, things are outsourced from Mexico. We are reliant on every single other freaking country. And yet, you know, like, we want a war with them. I just, I mean, it just, again, it's just all uh, economic game for economic gain. So I, <laughs> one day, guys, I'm going to be gone, okay? And this has to be, like, listened to and really taken into consideration because no one else is talking about this. And I want you guys to understand that everything is connected. Women's health and fertility is connected to the overall propagation of our society. It's connected to the future of the world, which is children in and of itself. You have to care. People have to care. Because if you don't, there's only going to be destruction and, and karmic, karmic accumulation for yourself and for future generations. And what does that do? That enslaves the soul. It binds it. It binds the individual human soul. It binds the souls around you to this material plane and to lower material planes as well. And if you study Shastra, if you study the Vedas, if you study Vedanta Sutras, you'll know this. But people don't want it. People don't want to. People don't want to. Or maybe they just don't know about it. I'm very passionate about this. I'm not mad. I'm just very passionate. <laughs> it's it's a very serious thing because I I'm a woman. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> that's so funny for me to say, but like I am, <laughs> and like I really like care about this about um this topic about mental health because I care about other women because I go through the same things that they do. And so because I care about other women, I care about men, too. Because men need women and women need men. Even though they try to deny it. But, you know, we do. So, like, (laughs) this is bigger than just you and me. This is bigger than just, uh, you know, PMDD. This is bigger than just mental health. This has to do with the overall health of the minds and hearts of people all around the world. And these topics should be gateways, you know, openings, like gateway topics for bigger discussions. For example, like depression and anxiety and things like that. You guys don't think everybody struggles with that? Everybody struggles with this. Not everybody gets diagnosed with it. Not everybody talks about it all the time. Not everybody takes certain medication for it or goes to treatment for it. But yeah, every single freaking person struggles with depression and anxiety. Why? Because it's hard. It's hard being a human being. It's hard being this intelligent and yet looking at our society and seeing that we are this devolved. It's hard. You know? And life is freaking hard. Like, Like, no one has it easy. Nobody has it easy. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, or somewhere in between. Or, like, it doesn't matter what kind of race, gender, sexuality you have. Nobody freaking has it easy. That's why this whole thing about, like, privilege, like, gender privilege or racial privilege, yeah, it's irrelevant here and there, of course. Of course it amounts to certain things. Of course there are certain cases where it's exploited as well. But that's what I'm saying. These things wouldn't be exploited. They wouldn't even be looked at if people saw the broader picture. 
of how we are human beings spending a little bit of time here you know what i mean only to you know keep it pushing essentially <laughs> like you're not gonna be the same race next lifetime baby don't worry you know what i mean it's not that big of a deal what is a big deal is the amount of time you have here as a soul what a, what is a big deal is what you are doing here as a soul what you are passionate about what you know, you put your love and focus and attention into. How much you elevate yourself on a soul level. That's what matters. Because it says in the Gita too, the Bhagavad Gita, it says this in all the scriptures as well, even like, I'm sure, Judeo-Christian scriptures as well. Like, the human form of life is very rare. It's very rare. It's very important. And we shouldn't waste it, right? Isn't that essentially what every philosophy discusses that's what my philosophy discusses and you know we we say that it's it's important that you really freaking pay attention each moment of the day of each day of your life because you are gifted you are blessed to be a human being and i'm promising you guys i was so i would not be here anymore and i was just so like i didn't want to be here. And this is the only thing I'll tell you right now what saved me from like outing myself and just being very depressed, like, you know, um, many years ago, what saved me was the concept, like, it just made me realize it kind of hit me that it's very rare to take a human form of life. But more than that, it's lucky, no matter what type of life you have, you are lucky. Because your circumstances have been crafted solely for you, for your soul, and by your soul to experience. I mean, sorry, by your soul and for your soul to experience. <laughs> right? Um, and so because of that, we are literally on our own individual journey. That's why things like social media and what have you are like, kind of dangerous depending on what propaganda you're listening to because the propaganda that is encouraged is just like that of you know look pretty and like look sexy and like that that's it but it's not it like we just discussed you know it's not um it's much more serious than that you know um we are looking at the future of ourselves overall and of the world overall. And we need to be taking ourselves and our lives and our souls, not only into consideration, but as the priority of what should be focused on, what should be sustained, what should be like loved and paid attention to and everything like that. And this is going to really invite a new wave of compassion into the world. It is. Because we're going to stop looking at each other as being separate. We're going to be stop looking at each other from just the bodily perspective, from the material perspective. And we're going to see that, you know, we are the infinite in these little capsules of human bodies. And um, that is the revolution! I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, this is the truth of the health of the soul. It's not limited to the health of the body or the health of the mind so when we take care of our soul's health the mind and body both get healed as well and our souls are all equal
So I love you guys very much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I hope it was a little bit interesting, entertaining for you. I hope there was some um, seeds of wisdom in there that you could potentially take with you or at least deliberate on. Let me know if you would like to share any questions or comments with me personally. You could find me on Instagram. Um, I'll leave my handle somewhere here. Um, And I will talk to you guys in the next podcast. Peace.